Here's a question. Is the NBA helping to solve the coronavirus problem? We're going to ask our friend Tate Frazier, the co-host of the Pushing Through podcast, BJ Armstrong, on today's August 20th, Money with Friends. Welcome back, everybody, to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from Stowe, Vermont, where we're working on episodes of the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihai. And I am Tate Frazier, and I'm happy to be here to talk about the NBA and all things sports. I, I'm bringing sports back to the podcast, so here we are, and I'm ready to go. I, I love the sports meets money intersection that you bring to the show, Tate. I can't wait. They've always been meeting, Joe. That, 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 <laughs> spoiler alert, they've always been together. <laughs> they, they have. That is a spoiler. This is the podcast where you cover recent stories ripped from the financial press. Today, we're going to cover one Tate brought to the table to, uh, to us from ESPN. Not only do we read them, like some podcasts do, but we dive into how they affect your wallet and what you can do to invest, save, or pay down debt more effectively. And at the end of the show, we'll have a big idea that you can take home with you for the rest of today and the rest of the week. Hey, uh, this show is brought to you by NordPass. We lock passwords. You hold the keys with NordPass. You stored your passwords in the cloud, access them on desktop, mobile, or your favorite browser. It's all encrypted on your device for your eyes only. You'll get 60% off and a 30 day money back guarantee if you use our link at nordpass.com forward slash mwf tate frazier is back is it good to, last time you were here they were just ramping up tate basketball now you got basketball mm -hmm. is it everything you wish for <laughs> it's everything and more because uh, I am more I am more a college basketball fan uh, right. by nature. I am from Tobacco Road, as they call it, in North Carolina. So I grew up more in love with the Dukes and the North Carolinas and the Wake Forests of the world, NC States. I got to throw them in there. They'll be upset about that. But the NBA bubble has felt a lot like March Madness. It felt a lot like the NCAA tournament. We did not get that this year. So it's kind of been a nice, uh, you know, convergence of my entrance where, where we have you know the nba playing a college basketball type atmosphere they're all on one campus together it's the disney campus which makes it more money like we were talking about before so it's not quite college basketball um but there have been great games there have been great moments the suns the phoenix suns went eight no um that was a, a big upset to right. the world no one expected the phoenix suns to do that so they, they got a lot of positive you know energy and juice out of this whole and thing. how about and how about home joe wait, 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 the best thing you leave undefeated right, that's right. great well and how about how about uh, San Antonio's out of it already? I mean, that's history. That hasn't happened in forever. I think the last time that San Antonio didn't make years. a play, yeah, a, a Pat Riley was still a coach back then. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and, and Vince Carter was playing in his first year in the NBA. He was a rookie, <laughs> so you know you 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 look at that time period, and uh, you know it was a different century to put it into those terms. You know, 20th century Fox, if you want to put it in those terms, we're in 21st century now, and uh, yeah, it's crazy not to have Greg Popovich. It, it was you know he made the joke that you know no one had asked him about it until they they weren't going to the playoffs. So why are you asking about it now? Because you know Popovich <laughs> loves to to be a little prickly on his way out the door. So that that's always fun. So like you said, it, the bubble has been great for drama it's been great for storylines it's been great for history um we hate to see the spurs go but like you said you know that's a moment in time we'll always remember we'll remember this run we, we may never see a franchise like that in the nba again the continuity there was unbelievable it was unbelievable and something else that we might not have expected is that the nba might be helping us with the coronavirus problem i found that unbelievable let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show and we'll get into it 
This is Tara from Rise Up. It's time for today's headlines, only at Money with Friends. This piece comes to us from uh, ESPN, and it is written by uh, Zach Lowe. And the piece is called Saliva-Based Coronavirus Test, funded by MBA, MBPA, gets emergency authorization from the FDA. Lots of A's in there. Uh, Tate, you want to do the honors and kick this thing off? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, from Zach Lowe, great writer. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration issued an emergency you know, authorization on Saturday allowing public use of a saliva-based test for the coronavirus developed at Yale University and funded by the NBA and National Basketball Players Association. Another, you know, the days we were just mentioning there in the headline. The test known as Saliva Direct is designed for widespread public screening. The cost per sample could be as low as, low as about $4. Though the cost to customers will likely be higher than that, perhaps around $15 to $20. In some cases, according to expert sources, uh, up there from Joe. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Yale administered the saliva test to a group that included NBA players and staff in the lead up to the league's return to play and compared results to the nasal swab test the same group took. The results almost universally matched according to published research that has not yet been peer reviewed. The leading coronavirus saliva test developed at a Rutgers University lab and given the same uh, permission by the FDA in mid-April, cost individual consumers up to $150, though that can be reduced to 60 or 70 in some circumstances, said Andrew Brooks, an associate professor at Rutgers and chief operating, or operating officer at Rutger, uh, R-U-C-D-R, Infinite Bi- Biologics. That leaves it easy for me to say. The lab behind the test. <laughs> the Rutgers test can be taken at home and returns results in 24 to 48 hours. They go on to say, by the way, uh, and we'll link to this on our website, but several NBA teams use the test and uh, sports teams are still using it. But man, taking the cost of this test, Tate, down from 150 bucks to maybe people paying 20 the NBA helping to solve the coronavirus testing problem. What's this all about? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, the NBA is getting a lot of credit right now for being able to put this bubble together. And the reason they were able to do that was because they were able to be on the forefront of testing to be able to understand and be able to flip tests um, in, the, in these tight windows. And also there are a lot of players, you know, while they were negotiating the bubble that were saying, look, I, I, I want to play basketball, but I don't want to get a, a no swab to my brain every time that I, I go into the arena to practice. You know what I mean? That seems like a lot. I mean, one of, one of the first, you know, first week, Hassan Whiteside, who plays for the Portland Trailblazers. I think he had taken 26 tests in eight days of being in the bubble. So the saliva test, um, that was a big option. So being able to, one, have a saliva test and then being able to have something that's economical for people that, like they said, $4. Uh, obviously, it'll be scaled up because that's how things work. Got to make some money. People got to make some money. So 15 to 20 seems to be the range. Rutgers was already $60, $70. That, that test is already being employed by the NBA at this point. I, I think the good news is that because of Americans' desire for a game like basketball and the television uh, obligations that were there and all that sort of stuff, the money that is involved, right, we are able to get the healthcare benefits, the, the fact that we are getting the, the first quality testing for these NBA players. There's trickle-down effects for the actual American people. I don't know. I look at that positively. Um, obviously the, the fact that the NBA is having to lead the charge, maybe not be the best thing, but it is good news that Adam Silver and the NBA are able to li- to deliver this whole thing and, uh, and for it to be a, an example 
um, for the FDA because that's good for everybody in the U.S. So that's great. I actually think it is a good thing because, you know, you see these people, a lot of times people will say, stay in your lane. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if you guys have ever gotten in trouble on your show. We certainly have where we talk about stuff that's out of our lane. Mm-hmm. People are like, dude, mm-hmm. get back in your lane. You know, talk about what you know <laughs> about. But, but, but I think that the NBA here, by diversifying, by thinking about something bigger than just NBA, I mean, we've seen the number of people that have come to the NBA the last uh, several years. The NBA is definitely on a march uh, up when it comes to fan appreciation, where you're seeing other sports like baseball, which are going the opposite direction. Do you think this, this is another example of the NBA thinking about how do we help a lot of different people and this will also help us get more fans? It's interesting because the, the big knock, right, is that you mentioned the MLB. The viewership is going up on Major League Baseball, uh, and the viewership on the NBA is going down, despite you know what what most people would expect. Like what you're saying, the fan appreciation does not necessarily reflect ratings, and ratings, like you said, and we discussed, you know that that is a driver of the money that's involved with these things. The NBA, I think, is they're playing the long term play, which is we want our players and we want our entity to be a good faith business for the fans, for what it is. And and even outside of that, you know what I mean? We're well-intentioned. You know where we're coming from. And Adam Silver has been, you know, probably as contrite and upfront, as empathetic as a commissioner of a big four sport in America can be. And so he's doing his best, I think, to, to maybe branch out of basketball, like you said. I mean, the NBA is now in a different space, but they are, they've always been a different space. They're a global brand. They're in digital spaces. Um, and and they, they are willing to diversify. And, and it's amazing, honestly, that in a world that, you know, soccer and basketball are the two biggest sports that, that are able to translate inter- internationally everywhere – the fact that the NBA that is based in the U.S. is the biggest global basketball league, despite FIBA and everything else, you know, there's power in that. So the the NBA being an American place uh, and obviously being able to help um, Americans right now during a pandemic, you know, that that has to help. I don't know if it's going to lead to viewership or ratings boost. Uh, I can't guarantee that, but there's got to be some sort of full faith or good faith there that uh, that everyone can appreciate. I definitely can as a fan. Well, and, and, and I got to tell you, as a fan, I haven't been to an NBA game in a long time. Uh, I've watched some on TV. I, I generally watch the uh, some of the playoffs, but it's hard when you're a Detroit Pistons fan, by the way, it's very, very difficult. But early in this season, when, when the Pistons still had hope and we thought that we would have a full season, remember those days back when we were young and we thought we'd actually play a full season of basketball. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, I went to my first game in a long time in Detroit. And I got to tell you, Tate, the difference in the fan experience now versus 10 years ago when I went, night and day i felt mm-hmm. like i felt like the, the 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 nba really was focused on me as somebody going going to the game i mean i really felt like uh from the time i walked in the door like it was it was it was a it was a hard press on me and my whole family left i took my kids who were mm-hmm. 25 uh, uh took my son excuse me and my wife the three of us went out of there and we went that was a way better experience than we thought it was going to be and the game wasn't even close i mean luckily yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, in this case, the Pistons won, but but it, which doesn't happen often. But 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 the NBA product has been really really good. 
Yeah, and you know Steph Curry was able to bring in a new wave of the the casual NBA fan, and also to bring in the idea that you don't have to be six eight, two hundred and fifty pounds, and a super athlete to be the best player in the NBA. You can look like a regular guy and somehow be the unanimous MVP. So there was like this great wave during that 2015, 2016. and then we saw the big salary cap bump that they got with the league with the revenue that was coming in in twenty seventeen, and that was the reason why a guy like Kevin Durant could go sign with the Warriors, and then they make a super team and the interest goes there. And, you know, LeBron started that in 2010 when he went to the Miami heat. And I think the, the, the drama and the storylines, like you said, you, you weren't the score of the game didn't matter, but the, the atmosphere that they're trying to create and yes. then the drama and the players and the investment in and around the game is what they're, they're involved with. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, uh, they're the most famous stars in, in sports, right? I mean, that are most well-known. We know Russell Westbrook, we know James Harden, we know LeBron James, we know Steph Curry, the list, the, you know, the list goes, goes on and on and on baseball guys they used to be that uh and you know it's hard for mike trout to get more than a jersey mike commercial at least where i where i am you know what i mean i want to see more mike trout yeah but that's sort of where it is um no that's good for the nba yeah i really think if there's a takeaway for any of us today and we're going to have our big takeaways here for all of us i think it's that when you have a when you have a product that you're trying to sell these guys are trying to sell take a basketball and put it through a hoop but it isn't just about that. I mean, looking mm-hmm. at this coronavirus stuff, looking at the looking at the whole package, the whole fan experience, I mean, that's really where the money is. Whatever you do, making your life easier for your fan or for whoever's appreciating your sport, I think is a big thing. Hey, in just a second, Tate and I are going to have our big takeaways from today's show. First, want to say a big thanks to everybody who's used our link when they've used NordPass. NordPass is a password manager that I use to make sure that my passwords stay locked. Now, I used to use a pretty cool password, one that I thought was very difficult. The issue was I used the same one for everything. And you know what ended up happening? Well, if somebody would have gotten into my stuff, they would have gotten into everything. With NordPass, I don't even know what all my passwords are. NordPass creates them. I just remember how to get into NordPass. All my passwords stored in one place. They're always changing. They're always different. They're always safe. For 50% off and a 30-day money-back guarantee, head to nordpass.com forward slash MWF, and you too can make sure that your data stays safe. Uh Big takeaway here, I think. Uh, I think there's a ton of analogies here, Tate, but what do you think is the biggest one? What's our big takeaway? Adam Silver is the dark knight. He, I mean, he, or maybe he's the whatever, whatever the white knight, whatever Chris Nolan was writing about Batman in 2008. That is what Adam Silver is for the coronavirus uh, for us right now. And, uh, and it's great to have him. Uh, did we lose Joe? Nope, I'm here. Oh, oh, sorry about that. I was just I, giving uh, you the full screen for oh, your no, experience. No, no. Oh no, I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was, I was like, wait a second. I don't want to. I want to make sure I got him here. Uh, yeah, I think he is who we needed. He is, he is who you know. Right now, we needed someone to step up and emerge. The NBA was able to uh, to emerge with these tests that, that hopefully will be full scale uh, and spread around. And they've obviously been working. The bubble has been great. We've had no positive tests so far, and uh, we're already in the playoffs. I'm watching the Thunder and the Rockets play right now. So. Adam Silver, um, I just want to say that he is a great leader and uh, so far so good. And we needed someone to emerge in the U.S. of A. And uh, started with A, Adam Silver. So that was my big takeaway. Well, no, and I think the takeaway for all of us brings directly, Tate, from what you're saying, which is which is this. When, when, when the reason why I think he is doing such a great job is because of the fact he's like, hey, we, maybe we can help with coronavirus. Bringing yep. tests down from 150 bucks that, that, to 20 bucks. Why not? 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- th- there's no downside to him, the NBA, and he's helping out lending a hand. And guess what? We're talking about him here at Money with Friends, which I'm sure is going to change the whole trajectory of the NBA now. Everything's going to. F- this is huge, Joe. Thank you so much for sharing <laughs> your platform. I'm, I'm sure Mr. Silver's about to reach out to me. And say, <laughs> I'll post it on Facebook. I hope, I hope he sees it. There, there it is. Hey, uh, I heard a rumor before we say goodbye that uh, you're on a pretty awesome podcast with BJ Armstrong. I don't, that's, is that true? That is true. The The podcast is called Pushing Through. It's myself, BJ Armstrong, who was the point guard for the Chicago Bulls the first time around when Jordan 3 repeated for people that don't know, an agent now with uh, Wasserman. And the two of us, we, we're friends. Uh, and a lot of people are confused by that, but we've, we've been friends for a few years now. We love talking about basketball, so we decided, hey, let's start a podcast, and we've had a great time. We just had Rasheed Wallace and Bonzi Wells come on. That's what I just, years. I just saw that. That must have been an awesome discussion. Oh, it was great. I mean, Rasheed Wallace is my favorite player growing up as a North Carolina guy. Uh, I had a little bit of a bad attitude back in the day. Rasheed, uh, you know, he had the right attitude in my mind. He was not afraid to tell the official what the right call was or to complain about a bad call. Um, that's always necessary. And then 20 years ago, I mean, Kobe and Shaq versus Bonzi, uh, Sheed, I mean, it's a bonus, that Trailblazers team, that was a great series. Oh, my God. Uh, I always thought that, that that was always a big what if, you know, what would have happened with that team and Sheed and Blazers. They probably would have beat the Pacers in the finals if they get past Kobe. Kobe and Shaq. Yeah. But yeah. I started the three peat for Kobe and Shaq. So um, that, that's a great what if. So we talked about all that. So it was great, Joe. And I'm loving that podcast. Pushing through podcast available wherever finer podcasts are distributed. You can get it Absolutely. everywhere. Hey, we got good news. Everybody takes back with us tomorrow. We're going to be talking about something. You know, we got the basketball guy here. We see him as a sports mm-hmm. guy because we're money dudes. We're going to give him a chance to talk about football. We're going to talk about football on tomorrow's show. So uh, That's the real money, Joe. It's going to be fantastic. We'll see everybody tomorrow back here at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show's created and hosted by us, Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and it's edited and produced by Ashley Wall. Money with Friends is a product of Money with Friends LLC, copyright 2020. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast and links to the stories discussed, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at moneyfriendspod on both Instagram and Twitter. Look out for our polls and quizzes. You could get a shout out on the show. We're well worth following. We promise. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other videos or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor. These people on this episode, they're here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Bobby. I'm Joe. We'll see you here back next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Bam, nailed it.